0: Hey church, we are in our third week of this series. Multiply rhythm. We're going to talk about fuel today. So again, this is under the up rhythm, and and uh, fuel and faith make up the up rhythm for us. So what do I mean by fuel? Well, here's a here's a picture for you. Think of think of a bucket. Have you ever been to a water park or a waterworks place where there's a big bucket? up on this up on the structure and uh and there's water pouring into it and once water once water uh enough water is poured into it that where reaches a tipping point the bucket tips over it splashes everybody and everybody's everybody's uh laughing and having a good time because it got splashed with water um but what if Everyone's not laughing when your bucket tips over. What everyone's not having a good time when your bucket finally tips over and you spray uh, water uh, onto everybody. That's the picture of fuel. What are we putting into us? What are you imbibing? What are you putting into your mind? What are you putting into your heart? What are you putting into your soul? what sort of things do you see through your eye right Jesus talks about these things in the Sermon on the Mount like if you if your right eye causes you to sin what should you should do you should pluck it out he says if your right hand causes you to sin you should cut it off right those are pretty strong statements and we're like oh should we physically do that well he, uh, he's saying get rid of that thing right get whatever it takes get it rid of the the bad thing that's going in you and if you cannot control yourself maybe like and he hyperbolizes here maybe you have to do something as as uh as drastic as that right so we're so when we talk about fuel i mean think about everything you put into you everything your mind absorbs what you read what you watch what you listen to podcasts music video whatever whatever uh it, it, whatever form medium that takes for you uh what you what you eat we'll talk about that more in fitness but but even something like that Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10 uh in whatever you do whether you eat or drink do it to the glory of God and whatever you do whether you eat or drink do it to the glory of God right so it involves so much that you're intaking what is your fuel what are you allowing to come into you that actually shapes you, right? And, and, uh, and, and so, yeah, sometimes we think certain things are kind of innocuous. I remember growing up thinking, oh, uh, when, I was, when I was young in the faith, thinking, oh, well, I can listen. I can listen to anything. And, and an older person of the faith saying to me, oh, you probably shouldn't be listening to that that music because it talks about these things and has these themes and that shapes you. And I'm like, oh, I'm, it doesn't. I, uh, you know, I remember saying, oh, I listened to it because of the beat or, or no, it doesn't affect me. Um, and thinking, oh, that person's just a, a, a weaker Christian. Oh my gosh, how arrogant was I when I was, when I was young in the faith. So arrogant to think, I knew more than than this than this person who'd been walking with Jesus for so long, because at the root of it, the the question isn't whether I can handle it or not. And you can make that argument for gratuitous violence, for um, uh, for um, sexually explicit things, for you make an excuse for anything. Oh well, I'm a stronger Christian than I and I can handle it. Is that even the question we should be asking? Is that even the crux of the matter? Shouldn't it be more about what do we want to put in us? What, what do we desire? What do we desire from the Lord to be our fuel? Because right? that's essentially what it's about. We talked about this last week. We're going to hit on it again because so much of the uprhythm hinges on desire. And desire isn't bad, guys. Desire, in the, in the Greek, uh, the Greek word for desire is actually morally neutral. It's the context, it's the object that changes whether that, that desire becomes morally positive or morally negative. Whether it becomes beneficial or detrimental to, to who you are. And so, uh, and also, James talks about it like this in the book of James. He says, it's about It's about when desire turns into selfish desire. He says it causes battles in you. It wages wars in you. Remember, that sounds familiar? We just talked about that last week, right? It wages a war in your soul. So when your desire becomes selfish desire, when your desire becomes negative or detrimental to to what the Lord wants for us, right? To what the Lord wants for you. So fuel, what are you putting into you? Nothing is innocuous. Nothing is really really neutral in this world. It's really what we want to receive from the Lord. And so many of us just fill ourselves with the junk food of the world. Binge watch Netflix. Whatever is on Netflix, right? Not even critically thinking, should I watch that? Should I not watch that? you know, watching watching this movie because it it satisfies whatever in me. Um, uh, and oh no, I would never. I'm not affected by the violence. I would never go go uh, do that. Well, no, but it's hardening your heart. It's hardening your soul. Like, and is that what you want? So um, fuel, fuel. What is going in that bucket? Because I guarantee you, if you're putting the junk food of the world into your bucket. When it finally tips, no one's going to be screaming for joy when they, when they get splashed by it. they to be screaming for something else. When your bucket tips, you want people to, to, to experience joy and peace. You want them to, to taste and see that the Lord is good. They, you want them to smell the aroma of Christ. You want them to taste the fruit of the spirit when your when your bucket tips and go, and overflows and goes everywhere. So we're going to be in Colossians three today, and we're going to go through verses one through seventeen. Now <laughs> it's a lot of verses. Don't worry; it's not going to be. We're not going to go way long today. We've actually preached an entire series on these seventeen verses. I think probably two two Februarys ago. You can go back and, and listen to that series if, if you want. Um, Michelle was preaching that series. Daniel and Yejin and Missy and I were in that series uh, through, this, through this passage if you want a deeper dive on it as it pertains to relationships in particular. Uh, but today we're talking about fuel. So he starts out here in verse 1 of chapter 3. If then, that's a big if. So if this is the case for you. If you have been raised with Christ, well, this is what follows. Seek things that are above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Why is that important? Because Christ is seated. His work is done. He has conquered. It is finished, right? And that's what he says on the cross. It is finished. And he's right. He's at the right hand of God, interceding for us. So if. If you've been raised with Christ, which for a lot of you, that's the case, or you would say that's the case, well, then you seek things that are above. So let's do that. Let's do that together. He says, and in verse 2, you set your minds on things that are above. So you seek them, you desire them, you pursue them. You're saying, yes, I want those things. And your mind is set on those things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. How consumed are you with earthly things, with the world's things? And let me give you a little helpful hint here. Don't compare yourself to your next door neighbor. Compare yourself to Jesus. I can compare myself. I can pick anybody in the city to compare myself to and say I'm better, I'm, I'm better than them. But that's very pharisaical. It's, it's Jesus saying, don't pray like the Pharisees. They go and they pray. They say, hey, thank you, God, that I'm not like that person. Jesus says, no, no, <laughs> don't, don't pray like that. You're, you're, that person isn't your standard. If you've been raised with Christ, Christ is your standard. He is your life, as Paul is about to say. So so how many of you are consumed by earthly things? You may say, why not consumed by them? But, but what in your life has too much worldliness in it. What are some earthly things that you need to that you need to let go of, that you need to get rid of? Because he says four in verse three, you have died. You've laid your life down for Christ. You're bearing your cross, you're a living sacrifice. You have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So when people see you, when God sees you, uh, he sees Christ. People should see Jesus if all this is true for you. Because in verse 4, when Christ, who is your life, he is your life. Is Christ your life? If you're, if you're sustaining yourself on the junk food of the world, Christ may not be your life. I, I, I he, He is not your life. Because your mind isn't set on things above. You aren't seeking things that are above. So maybe you haven't been raised with Christ. Because if you are, these things will be the case. And you may say, oh, well, like, um, uh, I want to be. Well, then let's do that. Let's let's seek Christ together. And you can start right now. Lay your life down for Christ right now. And say, Jesus, all that I have is yours. If you've never said that, that's basically the prayer of salvation. It's Jesus, I believe in you. All of, all of what I have, my whole life is yours. You, you take and do with it what you want. I submit myself to your authority. That's it. Now we get to live, live together in that. So if you did that, now all this is true for you. Let's, so let's go forward. Because when Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And guys, if you are if you've been a Christian for a while, and you haven't done what I just said, then you are not a follower of Jesus. If you haven't given him your entire life, you're not a follower of Jesus. Jesus says, uh, he says to a few people, you're not worthy of the kingdom if you're distracted by these other things. So, let's all just submit ourselves to Christ, right now and say, yes, God, I want this. If that's, what, if that's the desire of your heart, if you want that, if you want to seek the things that are above, let's get on the same page with that. Let's, let's go forward in the, in the gale of the Holy Spirit with the Lord Jesus Christ because Paul is saying some pretty astounding things here. You've given your life to him, now he is your life. You're not your life. You don't have your life. He has it. He is it. It's pretty wild, because we've actually died, he says, and now we're alive in Christ with God. Oh man, so beautiful, and it makes it easy, because now you've been raised with Christ, his life, well, why wouldn't you seek the things that are above? You just do those things. It's natural to you. It's normal to you. It overflows out of your bucket, but if you're imbibing too much of the world, then it's not going to overflow out of your bucket. So he says here in verse 5, you got to put to death some things. You got to put to death what's earthly in you. And he has a list here. Sexual morality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. And in these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you've put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. And in this, here, there is not Jew or Greek, Circumcised, uncircumcised, barren, Scythian, Scythian slave-free, but Christ is all and in all. Christ is all and in all. Check out that list right there. What do you need to put away? What do you need to die to? What do you need to say? I no longer want that filling my bucket. And you may look at that and say, oh, I'm, I'm good. Well, or you're, you're lying to yourself. Either you don't want to look more like Jesus or you're perfect like Jesus. So you got to identify something. So let's take some time right now. I've already identified something for me. Um, And so just take some time right now to say, you know what, God? Help me identify something to not put in my bucket anymore because I don't want that in there anymore. I'm tired of how that overflows onto my family. I'm tired of how that overflows onto my wife. I'm tired of how uh, that that affects all my financial decisions. I'm tired of of how that affects how I spend time with you. I don't want that in my life anymore, God. I want to be more like Jesus in this way. I want that reality that he's my life to be more of a reality here. I want to be more shaped into your image, God. I want to look more like you. So... Just take the, next, take the next 30 seconds and, and do that. And just just have that between you and the Lord right now. Um, in your R3s, R3 leaders, feel free to take this and use that for your R3 end time. So that maybe there's a time of confession and healing. Maybe there's a time you, you come alongside your people and you can disciple them well um, into looking more like Jesus. And I encourage you to do that with somebody. Um, you know, if you're, if you're not in an R3, do that with your spouse. Uh, do that with your friends. Um, but I actually say, like, you're going to live this out in R3, the one the lifestyle together. That's, that's where you want to be in this community of faith like we talked about last week. So let's take about 30 seconds and, and just pray to the Lord and, and ask Him to help you identify something that you no longer want to be putting in your bucket. again that wasn't a lot of time but feel free to pause it if you need to and take more time if you're in an R3 R3 leaders you can lead accordingly um, uh, but then also you have after after this time to do so as well um, again ask the Lord to help you identify something that's a fuel aspect that you no longer want to put in into your bucket and like I said I've already done this uh, the Lord's helping me identify something and and what you need to do is now take an action step, right? Like you can't just let it sit there and be okay. We're here to help you. Your finances are off. We're here to help you with that. We're here to help you get a better rhythm there. If your if your family relationships are off, we're here to help you get a better better rhythm there. So what I did was uh, I I have someone else who struggles with the same thing that that I identified. And we're doing a 50-day devotional together to help each other get through this so that we no longer put that in our bucket, so that it no longer overflows and hurts other people, um, so that we can turn this to the Lord and it can be beneficial for others instead. And that's our action step, 50 days in a devotional on this specific thing. Because I desire the Lord to do a work in my heart and in my life. And I desire to look more like our Lord Jesus Christ and be more, to have his image more restored in me than it was before. So, verse 12. He says, put on then as God's chosen ones. So, remember, it's all if. If this is the case for you, yes, you're God's chosen ones. Now, put on then. This is. This should give you an imagery like a coat. You're putting on clothes. You're putting on a coat, right? Right? Put this on. Put on what? Holy and beloved. Compassionate hearts. Kindness. Humility. Meekness. Patience. Bearing with one another. Right? So being patient with one another. Persevering with one another. Being long-suffering with one another. Helping other people carry things. And if one has a complaint against one another, what do you do? Forgive each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, Put on love because it binds everything together in perfect harmony. Remember, we're talking about multiply rhythm here. We want a harmony, not a cacophony, right? We want perfect harmony here. So, I want you to identify something now. We identified something earlier to not put in. Now I want you to go to the Lord and identify something to put in. Something you want to replace that other thing with. Okay? Because now we need to, we're emptying our bucket and stopping that source from coming into our bucket. And guys, he has this list up here, right, of of different sins. Um, But it may take the form of something that you want to stop putting in. Like, I need to stop listening to that musical artist. I need to stop watching that show on whatever streaming service you use. I need to stop looking at pornography. I need to stop um, gossiping behind my friend's backs, whatever it is, right? Um, um, it should be very specific, not just some generality. Same thing here. We want something very specific that we want to put in our bucket. So you could say, oh, well, I want to put humility in my bucket. Okay, well, how? And you're like, well, um, I'll be more humble. Okay. How? So you should ask the question how until you get to an action step for right now. Okay. Ask the question how until you get to an action step for right now. So when you say humility, you say, well, I want to be more humble. How? Well, Maybe it's the, I want to read more of the scriptures on humility. How? Well, I need to find out what those scriptures are. How? Why? Well, I need to search for humility Bible verses on Google. How? I'm going to go do that right now. Type it in. Boom. You see that. Okay? It's as simple as that. It has to lead to execution. So let's take the next 30 seconds and just ask the Lord, what do you want me to put in right now? Maybe it's to counteract the other thing, or maybe it's just something brand new that the Lord wants to fuel you with now. So take the next 30 seconds and and ask him that. So, again, R three leaders, um, you uh, feel free to use this into your R three in time later to really go go deep there with uh, with those who you're discipling, so that you can help them towards an action step, so that you guys can can as a community look more like Jesus together, but as disciples who make disciples, live on mission uh, with the right fuel, because with the wrong fuel. It's gonna ruin, uh, just like if you put the wrong fuel in the car, it's gonna ruin the engine. You're gonna clog up things. You're gonna, you're just gonna make things off kilter. Maybe your rhythms, like, uh, in your uh, start start misfiring, right? So you need the right fuel to live on mission, to run this race with endurance, with the Lord Jesus. Um, so make, sh- uh, yeah, let's make sure we have that right fuel, and our three leaders. Um, yeah, you can do that with with your people. So he says here in verse fifteen, and let the peace of Christ rule your heart. So remember the result last week. The result of faith in order was what? It was peace. It was beating your swords into plowshares, and it was walking in the light of the Lord. It was peace. And when we talk about peace, we're talking about this this wholeness, this shalom, this this um in Things that are integrated, like holistic, right? Like um, when things aren't integrated in there, there's more of this than this. It just gets gets off balance. We're talking about something that's balanced. We're talking about the peace like in Philippians 4 that transcends all understanding. That only comes from the Spirit. And here in verse 15, he says, let the peace of Christ rule your heart, reign in your heart. This this word for rule is... is um, uh, the Greek word that, that talks about like an umpire. So think like a baseball who a baseball umpire who calls balls and strikes and says that's foul. Uh, that is in play, that's inbounds, that's out of bounds, right? This is what the, the imagery is here. It's it's of an umpire, and, and peace is directing and guiding your heart, and it's saying, Yeah, let's not put that in it, that's foul, let's stay in, let's stay here because that is what's gonna cause us to hit home runs. That's what's gonna cause us to to um, um, uh, just live for Christ in the right way and to play this game, walk on the path of righteousness in the right way. So peace, let peace of Christ, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and be thankful. Verse 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching, admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness and hearts to to, in your hearts to God. Guys, when this is the case for you, when things are in order, when you're producing a harmony because love is binding things together, your rhythms are in order, this is what spills out of your bucket onto other people. When the tipping point happens, because the word of Christ dwells in you richly, because the peace of Christ rules in your heart, you teach one another, admonish one another in all wisdom. You sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You have complete thankfulness in your hearts to God. Is that normal for you? Is it normal for you to go around singing hymns? Is it normal for you to teach and admonish one another in all wisdom? Is it normal for you to be thankful in your heart constantly? to God. This is the second time he said be, be thankful in as many verses. Is that normal for you? Is that what's spilling out of your bucket? If it's not, one of the issues may be you're putting in the wrong fuel. One of the big issues may be that. And so if you desire to seek the things that are above. If you desire this peace, if you desire to live life with Christ, invite him into the space in your life. Say, God, I'm tired of filling up my flesh. I'm tired of doing what my flesh wants. I'm tired of, f- of fulfilling the sinful nature. I want to be empowered by your spirit. So fill me, spirit. Use me. And, and guys, You'll realize that the things that used to fuel you that you thought you needed, like that TV show that you thought you can live without, or that, that, uh, that type of music, or those videos, or that pornography, or whatever it is that, that you think is fueling you, you, you'll realize, oh my gosh, life is so much better, more harmonious, more abundant without those things. But you can't ever realize that unless you take a step, an action step to do that. I can tell you that tone i blue in the face. I can tell you that as many times as I want. But really, you're, you, don't, you, you can't know that until you experience that with God. So that's what we're inviting you into today because this is what happens when you do that. Verse 17, whatever you do, In word or deed, you do everything, everything, each and everything, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Think about that. Whatever you watch in the name of the Lord Jesus, whatever you listen to in the name of the Lord Jesus, whatever you read in the name of the Lord Jesus, whatever you... uh, any anything you put into you, anything that's fuel that you put into in the name of the Lord Jesus. That will change your life. That will actually help you experience the abundant life truly and fully. It'll change how you handle social media. It'll change what you look at on social media. It'll change what you do with social media. I, it, it'll, I guess... It will, it, this will change you because you're doing everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. And again, what are you doing? Giving thanks to God, the Father, through Jesus, through Him. Ah, oh, that's the life. That's the abundant life. But you have to have the right fuel, you have to have the right inputs. So put to death certain things, put on certain things so that you can run this race for Jesus, so that we can individually and corporately submit ourselves to our Lord Jesus Christ, so we can live up, in, and out in this city, in this world. Let's pray. Jesus, we pray now corporately that you would just fill the bucket of our church with things that only come from you. Father, you give good gifts. You are the giver of good gifts. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. So we ask for that now. And and chiefly, mainly, primarily your Holy Spirit. So fill us, Lord Jesus. Fill uh, all of our leaders across uh, Toronto uh, who are leading our threes with the power of your spirit as they lead today, as they disciple as they um, help people stop putting the, the, the detrimental things in their bucket and start putting the beneficial things in their bucket. And we give this all to you, Lord Jesus, in your name. Amen.